Before we begin, we want to give a shout out to new Patreon subscribers, Alicia Garza and Julia Martin. Thank you so much for supporting the show, Alicia and Julia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you. If you want to see how you can support the show and get rewarded with more bloody goodies, make sure to check out patreon.com slash bedisgustingpod. We will be immediately after this discussing our takes on... Malignant. Bum, bum, bum. I totally forgot the name of it. I was going to say Maleficent. I'm like, wait, I didn't watch that. Yeah. Uh, we would be SOL then. Yeah, so we won't be talking about the fact that we've all watched Malignant this week. That will be on Patreon. Yep. Instead, let's go to our first question. First call. Hey, horror friends. I'm Catherine, longtime listener, first-time caller from Vancouver Island, Canada. My question for you is, if you had to choose, which horror movie universe would you live in and why? Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Catherine. That's... a pretty cool question actually and i didn't mean to sound super reductive when i was like that's pretty cool <laughs> it is a cool question i never think about like horror movie universes like because i think of like the marvel cinematic universes those are usually the ones that people are talking about the most so i tend to forget like oh that's right there are horror universes and arguably probably the first universes so let's start with megan what horror movie universe would you want to live in okay I went with the Universal Classic Monsters universe. Because. Why? I feel like odds of survival are fairly high, and they all have pretty lavish lifestyles. I mean, there's like sprawling castles <laughs> and nice gowns and stuff. So it's like I would live and I would live in luxury. So that's why I went with that one. Nice, Zena. Nice. Okay, uh, well, now I feel terrible. Um, what? No! <laughs> Why terrible? Because maybe I'm being lazy, because you both had said that you have one. I have two. So the first oh, one... How is that lazy? That's overachiever. <laughs> no, but... Yeah, that's more work. No, you, the, but the reasoning behind it is insane. Okay. okay. Okay, the first one, Final Destination. Tony Todd's mm. character, Bloodworth, he said, mm -hmm. you can't escape death, like death. He's right. I wouldn't try. I'll just die. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> the end, right? <laughs> or paranormal activity. I'm not recording anything and oh. I'm not nosy. I'll just die. I don't care. You know? So there you go. Okay. Well, I you're not recording anything and you're not nosy, so you wouldn't be involved in any of this. No, You'd but be see, safe in that universe. But see, that's the thing, though. It's just kind of like, have you noticed that when ghosts know that you're ignoring them? They go even harder. They do. I've seen it. They're so like, like they're like cats. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like <laughs> I, I wouldn't even move. It's just oh, you know, I'm just leaving. Bye, going to work, and then I would never come home. You know, I, I so, see. I see what you mean because the question was, would you live in? And you're not living in either. You're like, <laughs> you're just I die. out right away. I, I die. I would live in it, and I would die, and I <laughs> I would be cool with that. Like you are that cold open death, just uh, right away. Where it's is fine. your final girl instinct, Zeta? I know you got it. I mean, because I'm tired, you know. Because oh, think about it is it. a Friday Monday. Thirteenth. Yeah. I would not be in the woods, but say for some mm. reason, if I mean, there's actually like a little mini forest in my backyard. Say if for some reason I'm back there, I get so scared my knees get out. So I wouldn't win. So what final girl? Like it wouldn't be me. So sometimes you just have to accept who you are and your destiny. Aww. And I would be like a Maddie. Remember Maddie? The girl be, I don't you, remember which one. Maybe you could just be like crazy Ralph and you're just like, you're all going to die if you go there. 
just don't no, show up for the sequel. the first one. Yeah, but just don't show up for the sequel and you're fine. You okay, just get to okay. live on the outskirts of town and... You Take know. your own advice and don't keep going to that camp. Yeah, what? just don't. Why just am I don't. there? So that's what I mean. Fair, fair. Uh, I I actually had the same answer as Megan. Oh! When I heard... <laughs> when I heard the horror movie universe, that's the first thing that I thought of. I thought... Mummy, Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula. I thought like, for sure just... you were going to be like, I'm in the Stephen King universe. What? Yeah, no, <laughs> Stephen King universe is full of bullies. It's full of high yeah. school trauma. They don't need mine. But they're all connected. Keep... Like Stephen King stuff are all connected. That is that to me. When you said MCU, like that to me is the original MCU. Oh, no. I would stay so far away of that <laughs> plate of spaghetti sorry, of high Maine. school trauma. No, I... for. Basically, all the same reasons as Megan, because basically all the the monsters in the classic like you like uh, Universal monsters, yeah, they're all just like misunderstood. They are like, back in the day. Dracula was just looking for a companion. Yeah, no, like, Dr- Dracula was still a dick. He was the one and well, Invisible you know, Man. I feel like those two were jerks, but you know, like the creature, man was a jerk. creature, the Black Lagoon just wanted some loving. He just wanted a friend, and so did Frankenstein's monster. And you know, poor Wolfman, he just wanted to have his curse undone. Yeah. So yeah, I can do that. I can live in that universe. Zena, come come live in the universe with us. Okay, maybe I'll just... Can I just be with you guys? I'll yeah, just be with you guys. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, live with us in a castle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, second question. This one was uh, email from Allison. My question to the trio is, what film or films, I'm looking at you, Zena, best reflect <laughs> the past year for you? My pick would be host because of all the hellish Zoom meetings I've had to sit through. Anyway, thanks for the great podcast, and here's to another successful year. All right, Zena, let's start it out <laughs> since you were well, I, <laughs> called I, I, out. I agree. Like, Zoom, definitely. But honestly, mm. I'm going to go with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Full of barbecue and running around radio stations? Okay, that's, well, a, that's amazing. <laughs> I agree. So, okay, um... My husband's family and my family were very different. Like, as you can tell, you know, I like to party all the time. My family's very (laughs) similar. But my husband and his family, they're very peaceful, quiet people. And so, um, but we've been trying to, you know, make sure that we're spending more time together, especially after like last year, you know. So, you know, it's kind of like my family is like the Sawyer family. You know, and and we just want to have fun. So, you know, but it's, it's. You know, it's about family love, kind of. That's adorable. I yeah. love your, I love your twisted mind. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely explained it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Texas I mean, Chainsaw Massacre too. I, I hope that yeah. means that you guys are eating good food on top of that. We, yeah, we do good barbecue. We, we eat well. We have a great time. Um, people understand like the dynamics, you know. Um, but so radi- it's, it's a good time. But radio DJs may not understand. They may no. not, but that's okay. That's One okay. Day. One day. Well, yeah. How about you, Megan? <laughs> I went with 1990s Night of the Living Dead. Ooh. Ooh. Why is that? Well, you know, we're kind of stuck inside for a really mm-hmm. long time because of a, a strange viral event. Uh, mm-hmm. And everyone's social skills are rapidly deteriorating. So, 
there's that. Yeah, so it just seemed very fitting, you know. And then there, you've got the better update of Barbara, who just realizes what a bunch of morons are wandering around outside, how she could outrun them. <laughs> so, I mean, that also kind of feels a little bit apropos, and I'm totally being snarky on purpose. Do not take me seriously. But yeah, I just, uh, I felt like it was a very cheeky way to, to describe our current situation for the past year. True, true. I initially thought people under the stairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, mostly for a very tiny facet of it in the fact that I spend most of my time under my stairs. Uh, oh, like right I, was, I was like, do you have a leather daddy outfit that you want to tell us about? <laughs> leather daddy. Save it for Patreon, <laughs> Megan. Save it for Patreon. <laughs> and then I was thinking like, yeah, but I mean... People under the stairs about so much more than just just being meat. under a stair. Under the stairs, yeah. I was actually thinking more child's play, because I was stuck in the house with rampaging, like three foot tall, potentially homicidal maniacs <laughs> dolls fair. that I had to chase after and creating chaos when I wasn't looking and getting blamed on things. And so yeah, maybe child's play or critters, possibly ghoulies. So any, anything pite-sized, ankle-biting yes. monsters, that's your life. That's yeah. Okay, fair. That I love with all my heart, and I'm yes. so glad they're back in school. Yes, we <laughs> we, we relate to these horror movies with uh, complete love, yeah. Yes. Speaking of love, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe it'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Night books on Netflix from 2021. Oh, I saw that. I almost watched it. I think I, I, I flicked through it on the premiere date. I was like, where did this come from? You, you, need to you watch yeah, <laughs> you do. Uh, so scary. Story I watched Malignant fan. instead. Well, okay, all right. Well, next. <laughs> week, well, next week. There you go. You have, ah. Yeah, watch ah. it, please. Okay. So scary story <laughs> fan Alex must tell spine tingling tale, night after night, or stay trapped with his new friend in a wicked witch's magical apartment forever. So this is the perfect gateway horror for kids who love all things like creepy. Like, seriously, this movie gave me all the feels because I felt like if I watched this as a kid, especially like during the season, I would have been like over the moon. And I don't know if you guys Ooh. remember, but back in like the like late 90s, I remember like Disney Channel, they always used to have like spooky Halloween movies or they would release like a movie every month and it would have like a holiday theme. Like, don't look so, under like, the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like around that. So it's just like the, it was it's kind of like that, you know. And I feel like, you know, with this little kid, his name is Alex, and he's just really into horror. It's just adorable. Like, it's, he's just so cool. He has a cool room. His room has posters of, like, the Lost Boys, the people under the stairs, um, and as well as uh, The Thing, which I was screaming, you know? I, I was screaming <laughs> a lot during this movie. It was, it was a great time. But, you know, when he's captured by this woman, uh, in the way, I don't want to spoil it with how she captures him. But to be honest with you, um, it's a, it's a very thing, John way of capturing. It is. It is. 
It really is. But I mean, I don't know what that means. You're gonna have to watch. watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it with the girl. Maybe she'll be excited to yes. watch it. Yeah, and it's like okay. So think about if a witch, if she tried to like capture you, right? What mm-hmm. could like make you get caught up by a witch or something? And honestly, one of those things, like yeah, I, I would have been caught. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's fine. It's understandable. But yeah, um, if you, I feel like again, I feel like this is for kids, but I feel like it's pretty much for everyone, especially if you like spooky, spookiness. You know, if you like Halloween, if. If you have like an appreciation, obviously for horror, there's so many things that they showcase, you know, in this movie. And I don't want to spoil it because, you know, it's super new and stuff. It just came out like this past Friday. So, but yeah, if you uh, get a chance, check it out. Plus the director, he directed Brightburn, like a superhero horror. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. We need a sequel, but this is fine, you know? (laughs) So, but yeah, that was uh, my first, uh, well, that wasn't my first watch, but that's like my favorite watch that I watched last week. And then I also finished Slasher, Flesh and Bone, last week. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, basically, it just follows like this family, and they're all terrible, okay? And they go to like this secluded island, So and they have to play this like terrible, cruel game, you know? So, it's like Battle Royale, but with family. And it's just like, whoa, you know? And then they're being stalked by this mysterious like masked killer and... What I really enjoyed about it is the fact that it's very much unexpected. You never know who's going to get it. And I like the fact that the characters are not likable because it works out. Like, no one at all, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I was always hooked to seeing, to checking this one out, even before I even watched it because of the director, Adam McDonald. He directed and he wrote Pie It. Oh, nice. Right? So that yeah. movie is just just everything. But um, also, David Cronenberg, he's in it. So yes. check him out. And um, But yeah, I, I do know this too. If you're someone who they don't really like, like, like watching like series because one of my sisters, I don't know what it is. She would rather just watch like a movie. Yeah. I guess because she can complete it type of thing. I recommend watching one episode. See how it makes you feel. Just watch the first one. And I think that you'll continue on. So. Nice. That's what I checked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did TIFF virtually last week. So. You, there's a space on my couch for you, Zena. You can you can come. Not only your... going to TIFF, but getting to go to TIFF in your PJs. Wow. Oh, yeah. No crowds, but that means I also get to see everything because not everything is available virtual. Like some of the big uh, premieres, mm. like last night in Soho, I didn't get to see that. I really would like to. Oh, bummer. Yeah, um, but that's okay because it's coming out eventually. Um, I watched Silent Night. It is coming out in December. Uh, I think BOD and theatrical. I uh, don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like this is one that kind of is best going in blind, but it, it plays like a Christmas comedy. It's a family and friends coming together to celebrate Christmas. Um, obviously you've got the standard Christmas comedy um, tensions and gossip and like arguments that happen. Um, but there's also a very, really weird reason for their implosion in this setting. Um, and so again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I feel like this movie kind of two thirds of the way through sucker punches you. And, uh, 
and yeah, so just know that it gets really, really bleak and not a, it's like a tragedy in a way, hiding in a, like behind a mask of a Christmas comedy. It's got a great mm. cast, like Kieran Knightley, um, Annabelle Wallace and uh, Matthew Good. And I'm trying to think of other people. Um, but yeah, Lucy Punch. So it's got like this crazy good cast. It, you think you're going to watch a comedy. It's not. There's definitely a genre thing happening. So that's good. It's coming in December, fittingly December. Um, I also checked out Titan, which Ooh. is releasing October 1st. And uh, again, I won't say too much about that because it's one that, that really you can't explain. It's, it's a crazy one. Far, far more crazy than Julia DeCorno's first feature, which was Raw. Uh, a serial killer with a car fetish. That's kind of essentially the starting point of this movie. And it's wild. It's really wild. Uh, it's definitely not going to be for everyone, especially because it runs about two hours long. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a wild one. And I really liked it. And So I, does the trailer kind of do it justice for how kind of insane and confusing it looks? Um, I mean, I don't think it's all that confusing, to be honest. Like, it's, okay. And it's weird because... I had a friend who saw it at a at a screening, and they were like, it broke my brain. And then, so I thought it was going to be really wild, and I watched it. And I'm like, it's really not that brain-breaking. Uh, I followed it. It's pretty linear. I mean, it's it's weird. But I also think that if you like Raw, then you will like it. It's, it's a lot of the same and a lot of the same themes. Well, judging by some of the memes I've seen about Malignant going around and how brain broken a lot of people are with that i'm not when people tell me a movie breaks their brain i don't i don't weigh that very heavily anymore yeah. unless i say it right because if i broke if my you say it then it's like <laughs> oh shit yeah because i don't that's not something i say lightly um yeah titan did not break my brain it definitely won't be for every taste for sure but hmm. yeah it did not break my brain um and then I checked out Midnight Mass. Uh, all seven ups dropped this Friday on Netflix. And uh, yeah, and I really, really like this. Uh, isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. So if you like Flanagan, you will love this. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just taking it up a notch as far as this is an ensemble cast. The performances are amazing. The monologues are there in spades. You do know what's happening though. They don't necessarily ever speak it out loud. Um, yeah. For, for very thematic reasons. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a slow, steady build each episode and then there's at least one major hook to be like i gotta see what's happening next so yeah it's horror but it's very it's like horror drama because it's very very focused on the characters which means that it's gonna hurt oh so much when bad things happen to them and lots of bad oh. things happen in this show so yeah so remind me this was midnight mass was mike flanagan came out and said that this is what like terrified him yes right? this is what scares like, him the most fear. yeah and this is something that he'd been working on for a very long time and it kind of changed iterations and that's why you see it throughout his work you know like mm. the book on the nightstand in gerald's game is midnight mass uh the book that maddie is writing in hush is midnight mass so mm. 
Yeah, this has been on his brain for a while, and now his baby is... Mike Flanagan's cinematic universe. Yeah. And I don't want to be in that either. No. Bent neck lady and that tall dude with a cane. Oh, thanks. No. But I have a question. It's okay. just like a yes or no. Non-spoilerly. Spoilerly? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat. Okay. Um, Is it spooky? A little scary? There are some really spooky moments, yes. Okay. All right. And that's this Friday. This Netflix. Friday, all globally, all seven eps. Nice. <laughs> By comparison, I watched 2001's Valentine on Tubi. <laughs> I went back for, I feel like now my brain is just like um, thinking of the ones that you both have recently watched. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Aww, I should watch that again. You should. Treat and yourself. it was available on Tubi, so. Five women are stalked by an unknown assailant while preparing for Valentine's Day. So I I don't know if I saw this in the theaters. It might have been a DVD rental. I, I, I remember having pseudo-mixed feelings when I saw it. Like, I really liked the kills yeah. because the kills... And it's tough to watch it 20 years later and be like, the kills still hold up. It's like, I've consumed so much horror since then. It's like, that's ah, fine. Yeah. It, it's more that it, it's more hearing the way the characters talk to each other. Yes. It's just like, what? They're so what mean. Yeah. They're so mean to each other, but they've somehow been friends since middle school. That's a girl thing, isn't it? Mean girls stick yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're they're all just this insanely, all of them just grew up to be insanely attractive. <laughs> like the popular girls all grew up to be insanely attractive. It's just the way it works. All right. Sure. I forgot. I didn't realize, and I, had, I didn't realize Catherine Heigl was in it. Yeah. Because she didn't, I wouldn't have seen her in anything before then. And then Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, oh. And the fact that she's. I'm not even going to say spoilers. 2001. The fact that she's the first one to die. I was like, oh, Catherine Heigl, but she's... Oh, wait. This is 2001. This isn't post-Grey's Anatomy or yeah. during Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, and like Denise Richards and... Well, and there's another um, actress from Grey's Anatomy in it, too. Yeah. Who... And... Yeah. Aren't they well, all? She, yeah, she's a... <laughs> So I could probably name her Grey's Anatomy. It's like Arizona, actor, Arizona. Kate, Kate Capshaw, right? Possibly. No, Kate Capshaw was Addison. Oh. <laughs> who's Derek Shepard's ex-wife? I don't want to. I don't want to dig into how much I know about Grey's Anatomy. Uh, that's for a completely different podcast. I'll guest star on one of those some other. There time. you go. And so I, it's it's this really interesting. It it feels like a '90s horror movie to me. It's very much in the, the, it felt like watching like Urban Legends or something like that. Well, where... it's funny because it's the same director. Oh, yeah. wow. then perfect. <laughs> that it, Then it totally makes sense. It's pretty people saying, like being really mean to each other and dying in pretty bad ways. With a twist ending. Bum, bum, bum. That wasn't really a twist, but it was a twist. It, it was... twisted back. Back then it was kind of a twisty thing. Yeah, yeah. it worked. Um, it's, it's good comfort watch. It's totally just something on in the background when you're putting up your Halloween decorations. Cause our house is now filled with <gasps> Halloween decorations. I want pictures. Oh, sure. We've got, there's so many and we're still putting more up. My wife's like, can you help me with this box? 
And I went, I went and I grabbed it. I'm like, there's five boxes. That's amazing. Like, no. I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm okay with that. We're, cause we're going to keep them up to like December. Yes. I love this. So I, and then I followed that up with what I've been meaning to watch for a few weeks now, 1992's Candyman, also on Tubi. I don't, you know, I don't even need to do movie guy voice version for this. It's Candyman. Yeah. We know Candyman. Yeah. We've been talking about Candyman. Candyman, I think from, especially, Candyman might be my favorite horror movie from the 90s. Wow. It holds up so well. Like, and I don't remember liking it that much. And I guess it was like my, my evidently it was my wife's favorite horror movie growing up. Oh, wow. That like her best friend said, you made me watch Candyman so many times. I was like, wow, because it's also super brutal. Like it's way more brutal than a lot of horror movies around that time that I can think of. Like it's very, very, very graphic. And despite Xena's pseudo, I don't want to call it distaste. But for Candyman jumping out the window at the insane asylum. It made me laugh. <laughs> I love that scene so much. It just yanked out that way. <laughs> just, there's nothing like it in the rest of the movie. But the scene where Candyman is hovering over the bed and then just kind of like floats down. Like there's so there's so many shots in that movie that I just love. It's so good. <laughs> and then, yeah, it made me want to. It, I, I really want to do like a side by side to watch Candyman and the new Candyman. And I'm also really glad I didn't watch 92's Candyman before 2021's Candyman because I didn't realize the connection. Oh. Like, and if I had just seen it, I'd be like, oh, well, clearly that's who that is. Oh, yeah. I would have known right away. But I'm really glad I didn't because it was kind of like, oh, wait, is that? Oh, I bet that is. I wonder if that is. And then it is. And it's like, oh, yay, that's awesome. And the same actress. I looked it up. I didn't even realize it was the same actress. That's awesome, too. Um, it's just a good movie. I could watch that a lot. Like, I could easily have that in, like, a normal rotation. That, it might be, it might even be, like, my top ten favorite horror movies. Dang. Like, but it is a really good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, and still creepy. St- yeah, it's still pretty brutal. Like, there's still some scenes especially like the fake candy like the candy man fake out in the bathroom like that guy's totally messed up yeah the bathroom that's messed up yeah. oh Helen. Um, yeah yeah it's that's good stuff do you now have the, then, the music box in your head the little theme i love you know when that when that music was playing and obviously they use the same music for the remake i realized how much i love that song like how awesome that song is like it almost felt john carpenter-esque like like that was like that's a perfect little tune. Good job, like, Philip Glass. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, and then I then I watched Hell House LLC today, <laughs> and I watched. It has begun. I feel yeah, like it's been a while. We we don't get it the has. Hell House uh, drops as much as we did at the beginning of our journey. Well, we started around that's September, true. October. This is so. true. So yeah, it's like coming home. Good job. Maybe. It, that could be a bonus episode, just talking about the series. Just talking. Just talking about it. Um, <laughs> although, I, this year, I am going to try and watch more Christmas-related horror because I realize yeah. that's a total blind spot for me. So, so I was actually kind of excited when you were talking about Silent Night. Oh. Like, all right. I need to get a good... You two can start compiling that list when I get back on the Oh, we got this. Train. We got that. <laughs> There's going to be so many. So many. There's... I'll be so ready for Christmas to be over. There is an insane... Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, I'm never watching this again. There's too much. 
All right. What do we watch and how do we watch it? So I checked out Nightbrooks on Netflix and then I watched Slasher Flesh and Blood on Shudder. Uh, I watched Silent Night at TIFF, but it is coming this December. And I watched Titan at TIFF, but it is releasing October 1st. And Midnight Mass is coming to Netflix on Friday. Yeah. And I watched Valentine on Tubi and Candyman on Tubi. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? What's going on is Elvira makes her a horror host return. This she's seventy. Yeah, she's so great. She, she looks amazing. Is, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. This is her fourth. Like, she might actually be a vampire. I, you know, yeah. that's great because she can stick around and horror hosts for the rest of my days. That is fine by me. Um, yeah. yeah, it's her fortieth anniversary, so this is a special fortieth anniversary uh, oh. event. So uh, Shutter proves it's not messing around with their 61 Days of Halloween lineup. Uh, they go hard. They especially went hard last year when we needed them, and they are up in the mm-hmm. ante. So they are bringing back the Halloween queen of camp, Elvira. Um, like I said, this year is the 40th anniversary for her. Um, and AMC Network's premium streamer is celebrating with a one-night movie marathon event. Elvira's 40th anniversary, very scary, very special special. That is what it's called. I think that's adorable. That's perfect. Yes. Um, I posted a tease actually on Bloody Disgusting. Um, It's a 30-second clip from the Mistress of the Dark herself if you wanted to see her her kind of announce this event um, with puns. I love that. So, again, the special uh, debuts on Saturday, September 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern in the U.S. and Canada via the Shudder TV feed within the Shudder app. And it will also be released on demand to all Shutter platforms, U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand, and AMC Plus beginning September 27th. So if you are wow. not, yeah, so if you're not in the U.S. or in Canada this Saturday, that's okay. Come Monday, it will be available. Um, <laughs> similar to the cult classic late night television series of Elvira's movie Macabre, which debuted in 1981. Uh, Elvira will lend her own blend of witty commentary to a horror movie lineup that includes Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, House on Haunted Hill, the original, The City of the Dead, and Messiah of Evil, which I just made you watch pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, it's always tough turning 40, but what better way to mark the occasion than a one-night stand with Shudder, the spookiest of streamers? It's going to be the ultimate hollow anniversary ween bash. No, hollow anniversa ween bash. There you go. And you ah. don't want to miss it, Elvira said in the statement. So, yeah, if you if you like that kind of uh, statement, then check out the tease. And then definitely tune in for that special. Uh, and in mo- news that will... I'm just... We need a camera for John's moment for his reaction <laughs> uh-huh. for this. But Lost Boys is coming back to the big screen with a new movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> CW never did get around to getting their Lost Boys TV series off the ground, but it looks like they're coming back via feature film. Warner Brothers is developing a new Lost Boys movie with Noah Jupe. He was the uh, younger brother in A Quiet Place, or the middle brother, I guess I should say. And uh, Jaden Martell, he was uh, Bill in It, the, the two recent mm. movies. Um, they are attached to lead the cast. I'm going to guess maybe as the Hames, like the Corys. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The Frog Brothers. Yeah. Well, 
they weren't brothers. They were well, yeah. But uh dogs. Jonathan Entwistle, he was behind I Am Not Okay with this. He is directing. I really liked that show. I'm sad that got canceled. Me too. It was really good. It was. Uh Randy McKinnon is writing. Um details are of this new take are being kept in the trunk of a fifty seven Ford Barlane. <laughs> but it is described as being set in modern day. Joel Schumacher directed the original, wherein two brothers moved to a new town and discovered that the area is a haven for vampires. So, yeah, this movie introduced Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Jameson Newlander as the vampire slaying frog brothers. Although Haim was not really, I guess he was an honorary frog brother. Anyways, yeah. yeah so, well, over. Come, I'm sorry. Come. I was just going to say, I, I really hope that we get a man with a saxophone. So. <laughs> the saxophone guy, still. Now watching without one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, frankly, it should be. Hey, if Elvira gets a comeback, so does saxophone guy. He totally should. Yeah, he's got a, it's it's a criteria. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> that is a thing that's happening. <laughs> that is a thing that is happening, whether you like it or not. Um, mm-hmm. the next franchise or the franchise is reborn. The next franchise. It's it's yeah, the franchise is reborn in Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin. It, the trailer dropped or a teaser dropped um paramount and blumhouse's upcoming new installment of paranormal activity is going straight to paramount plus uh christopher landon who is behind the happy death day movies is writing the script with william eubank who directed underwater is directing so it is officially subtitled next of kin and it will be on paramount plus exclusively october 29th uh, from Paramount Players, the new film will bring fans an unexpected reimagining of their beloved horror franchise. Uh, the first teaser trailer does suggest a new form for the franchise, seeming to take the paranormal activity franchise to some kind of uh, commune cult uh, hmm. thing. It almost, I'm like, is this Amish? It looks very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have much to go on at this time, so we don't even have a plot synopsis or anything. Just this crazy uh, teaser that definitely looks very not like any paranormal activity ever. It doesn't mm-hmm. even necessarily look found footage in parts. That teaser it looks like yeah. it like there's a mix, um, and it's mm. supposed to be R-rated. So I have no idea what madness they're throwing, but it seems like they're definitely taking a bold swing. And uh, for something that's not familiar, something brand new, uh, Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa are starring in an upcoming Toy Store set horror comedy called Black Friday. So uh, this Thursday marks another fantastic fest in Austin, uh, but it's a more scaled back version thanks to this never ending pandemic. And they will have an at home version so if you're in the u.s and you want to check it out virtually you can uh this will not be part of that lineup um but one of the upcoming horror movies that's set to premiere at fantastic fest is black uh kc tivo's black friday so in the film a ragtag group of toy store employees get more than they bargain for when black friday shoppers mutate into violent monsters so uh, the description on Fantastic Fest uh, describes this as the best commentary on the dark side of capitalism since Dawn of the Dead. Everyone knows it's the uh, Black Friday is the worst day to work in retail. Something about a good deal turns even the sanest consumer into a wild animal. But the usual chaos and violence pales in comparison to what the employees of the We Love Toys store must face this time around. 
Uh, Devin Sawa is a, he's going to play a down on his luck father in the midst of divorce, lamenting his job as a low level toy store employee. And he and the uh, other rambunctious overworked crew of staffers are prepared for a typically exhausting Black Friday full of shoppers, but they couldn't have anticipated the blood-hungry maniacs uh, with one goal, to come together and feed and combine their powers into something full-on Lovecraftian. Uh, Yeah. So uh, Bruce Campbell will play the bumbling, uptight manager of this store. Hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, hey, you just said you wanted some more holiday horror in your life, John. Here you go. I said I was trying to, I don't I don't remember exactly what I said. I said I acknowledge it was a blind spot. Oh, you're already recanting already. We haven't I regret, even. I regret my words. We it's haven't fine. even it's made it 10 minutes. I know. I'm already dreading Christmas. <laughs> it's not even on Halloween yet. Enjoy Halloween. I I went to Costco yesterday. Yeah. They had hollow they already had Christmas decorations. All their Halloween it. stuff was gone. That's why I had to go to Spirit of Halloween just to cleanse myself. <laughs> That's it's so insane. sad. You can't Cleanse take away the Halloween stuff until October. But you know, they, they do it. Whenever I go into stores, I notice that like especially if you go into a Lowe's or a Home Depot, yeah. Christmas stuff is already up. And it's, yeah, they it, already it's at get the, the forefront. Yeah, the inflatable stuff is already up. Yeah. It's nuts. No. 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 <laughs> no. Stop it. Just stop it. All right, listeners, your turn. Hoping that a virus survives us all? Think you could survive longer in the paranormal activity universe than Xena? Let's hear about it. Numbers 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena's going to make all our lives easier in this sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, what should we be watching? Intrusion will be available on the 22nd, Wednesday mm-hmm. on Netflix. So a woman moves to a small town with her husband, but is rattled. Rattled? Yeah. When she is targeted. <laughs> he just asked and answered. <laughs> he, he becomes an actual rattler. <laughs> About snakes. Spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, with her husband, but is rattled when she is targeted for a home invasion. Yeah. And then also Thursday, <laughs> uh, the 23rd, Creep Show Season 3 will be Ooh. available on Shutter. So I don't know if you guys have been watching that series. I just recently finished Season 2. So, you know, it's a fun little show. Yeah. It is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Friday, uh, we have Midnight Mass. On Netflix, you heard Megan's glowing review, so check it out. There you go. Bloody Disgusting TV. Also available bloodydisgusting.tv on your favorite web browser. Live your life. (laughs) Treat yourself. Come on. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own site, realqueenohorror.com, and the YouTube channel the same name, or at LovelyXena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, on Facebook at the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards like our conversation about Malignant that we're about to record, check us out on Patreon.com slash BeDisgustingPod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zeno. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody.